Hey, Father, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into this week? Mm-hmm. Copy that. Call back later. You guys, this week, we're getting into a new book, the book of Prophet Nahum. Ooh. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And joining me, another week, another day, another dollar, the Spanish croquette. Ding, 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 ding. Hi, babe. How, <laughs> How are, are you? you? <laughs> Jakes, you owe me a croquette. Oh, okay. The jamonique. I won't cook it, though. I'll we'll just buy it. Okay, fine. I'll right. take it. How you doing, babes? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm extra excited. I know. Why I'm super that? pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped because today, okay, we have one third of the Bible Stories trio. Yes. Canada's very best. <laughs> Mr. Sick Salim, our clip maker, guys. He makes the clips every week. Hi, Clip. Hi, Clip. Hi, Clip. No, no, I'm going to call you Clip. Ooh, that's kind of good. Ooh, it reminds me of a gun, though. Like, sick with a clip. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, that's right. Oh, you're all way. I'm sorry, guys. Rewind. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm. I don't, I don't know how I feel. I'm so nervous. I'm so excited. No, I'm so happy. Not. I'm so ha like. Enough. We uh, just had five different conversations. No, we didn't. Before. I just got here. I literally came from the airport here. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's lying. I just got here. Hello. Well, how's New York treating you? Oh my God, dude. I cannot put into words. Like I've spent so much time at this studio oh, and I feel like I'm at home. Like it's, it's amazing. Like I'm not doing any touristy stuff, mm -hmm. but this is amazing to be here. Like I feel so comfortable. Man, that's what's up. I love it. It feels like family. You have mm -hmm. such a good like. Canadians really are soft, like soft people. I have welcome felt to you. the show. Is that offensive? <laughs> is that offensive? Oh no! <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. No, no, no. <laughs> My English sometimes is a little ta 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 ta. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant like soft, as in like um um. We're warm-hearted. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. I understand. I'm Kind. Not... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, Americans are too. I mean, look at look at me. Look at me too. You're Dominican. You're that's do... where you get it from. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> ah, maybe. Maybe I don't. You're know. You're actually like what? Maybe on this trip, I've been here what for four days now. The day of this recording, mm -hmm. you're the fifth person to say that to me. Yeah, you're just a kind person. I'm a sweetie pie too, and I don't like it when people are mean. Arrogant. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Why be that way? Just be a little soft, little muff muff. Mm -hmm. But some people read it as fake. Oh, yeah. Being kind? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a too kind thing or a kind to everyone. Mm. Kind to everyone, yes. I see it as fake, too. I don't. You can't like everyone. You can't be liked by everyone. You don't know who you're meeting. I don't know. At first impression, yeah, you have to. Like, I agree with you guys. Yeah. You have to be kind to everybody. But then at some point throughout the relationship with people, like, you cannot just I don't be know, friends man. With everybody. I don't speak that language. Everybody's yes, my best do. friend. No, Until they do you wrong. No, that's what I'm saying. At some point, <sighs> someone's gonna fail you. So mm -hmm. now what? I guess you're right, but I also don't leave the house. I'm an introvert. So no, what am true. I really talking about here? What are you doing? First impression. Can I, can I roast? <laughs> <laughs> can I roast you? Can I make jokes throughout the podcast? Uh, I'm scared to say something. Please. And then your hands are all like, "Hey, get this guy off the camera." No, it's encouraged. Nah. So I was gonna say the only person you talk to would be your cat. Then at that point. Oh and yes, my cat Melancholy. It's like I talk to my sadness. 
But um, you know what I'm saying? Male, female? Uh, she's a she. She's a she. So you named her melancholy. Mm-hmm. Why? I named her melancholy <laughs> because I was in a very tough spot when I got her right before 25. Right. If you're 24, good luck. <laughs> I know there's a a very strong shift at 25. I feel that too. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It was that, that, that was the, um, one of my, uh, buddies, Matt Pavich, he's a comic. He has this joke that I saw. I was going past it on Instagram and it was, Oh, I'm in my thirties. Yeah. You know, the great part about being your thirties, Oh, I don't want to give away his bit. Uh, it's already out there, but he says, he says, uh, you know what, what's, what's great about being in your thirties. It's just like, you know, it's the time where you realize not everyone's going to make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make that one as you will. Make it where, how. <laughs> and I said to myself, oh, that one stings a little extra spicy. Mm. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's what happens around 25. That's Anyways. Oh. oh, wait, can I talk about my outfit? Please, yeah, go ahead. looks great. Uh, okay, y'all. So this outfit uh, was grandfathered to me by Weezy WTF. <laughs> okay. I am her charity baby. I feel like I'm a recipient <laughs> of the WTF Media Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I love this outfit though. But I, I, it reminds me of like a fabulous like janitor. I feel like I today we're resetting for the last eight weeks. It's been rough. I moved into a roach-infested apartment that I hate. Yeah. I, I, I'm weaning off medicine right now, so I'm feeling loopy. I haven't been in my word. The Lord mm. isn't happy. I have a rebellious heart. And you know what? Today, I'm cleaning up the mess of my past. I put my fabulous janitorial outfit on. I'm making serious changes. And also, men ain't Thanks for having me, guys. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. Welcome, sick. Yes, yeah. welcome, sick. Uh, um, I Honestly, the, the real person that inspired this uh, janitorial outfit was my mess, but also the mess caused by Hinge, the dating app. Oh. Do you know, just, sorry, just yeah. a quick, every time you say janitorial, for some reason, it just doesn't sound It doesn't right. sound like janitorial. That's why yeah. I almost laughed. Janitorial. It like janitorial. Oh, genitals. Oh, <laughs> what are those like? Oh. <laughs> What are those? Let, Am I sitting next to a mannequin over here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, listen. What's happening right no, now? no, 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 no. We <laughs> love you. it for a while. She, she started, starting to fade well, away. What? <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, listen, keep... <laughs> the celibacy is going strong, very strong, mostly because I spend my time alone. Me too. <laughs> so the second thing about why men have just been really oh oh, it's hard. Those apps make me feel negative sensations towards men. And that's what why- What happened? You know, I met my boyfriend for those apps. I know. And it was a success story. I've seen a lot of them. I've seen them. What I'm saying is right now, the bar is in hell. It's bad. You know the trick? What? You have to use them for a while to generate an algorithm. And then, because if you're, think about Instagram. If you open a brand new profile, Instagram doesn't know what you like. You're just going to have all sorts of ads. If you start using oh, Instagram, start liking and start mm-hmm. interacting, it's going to generate an algorithm that's going to match you with your preferences. Okay. Well, well, th- okay. Let, I need to give you guys some context. After weeks of using Hinge, I finally landed a date. No, you with, did. Okay. Did you go? I with this yeah, I'm excited. young man. Okay. 
amazing musical taste, funny, my kind of funny, mm-hmm. you know, my flavor. And it was going great. And we picked a day and that day came. And I don't know about you guys, but I haven't been excited in a really long time. And I was excited that day. It took me about three hours to plan what I was going to wear. I prepped my curls, Mm. my coils, Mm. if you will. And it's about two hours before the date. And he texts me something so romantic. I literally was like beside myself. I was like, wait. I cannot believe I'm the recipient of this text. So as I'm putting gel in my hair, I get a text from him. I get excited. I open it. Uh, WhatsApp, because he's international. Even better. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, hey, Brie, can't wait for tonight. So what's the plan? Clara, why do you look like I didn't say anything? Whoa. That's horrible. Why? Get the Spanish girl out of the studio. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to ask someone on a date and then ask, so what's the plan? Who asked for the date? Do he you asked, think you it would be me? The girl who doesn't Excuse leave her moi. basement? No. <laughs> Excuse moi. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I would never. No, I'm no offense to women who do uh, no, sure. muzzle woman power, but mm-hmm. I would never do that. Why would I? That's not what I. I didn't download Hinge. I didn't download Hinge BFF. Like I for a for a best friend. BFF. Yeah, I'll I'll say I'll have each up. other. Yeah, you know I'm not here to make a best friend. I'm good on my Spanish croquette. You know. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. Where I come from, if you ask for the day out, then yeah, you should have a plan. But still, I don't. Th- I don't think any. Like oh I don't see gosh. anything wrong. What's the plan? Wait, I don't know. What you like want to do? Clara Just it up out. in the comments. Clara, Whoa, if you ask that. someone, if you ask someone out, you where's the effort? I mean, like, yes, it's it shows lack of effort. It's like all right, but it's still not a deal breaker for me. Oh like, lord. I still, if anything, okay, I don't know, plan something out. See how agile you are on, you know, last minute shit. But I didn't ice him by any means because I th- still think he's a lovely person. But I am not interested in what he's offering. What was your reply to that text? I said... Uh, Did you cancel the date? Yeah. <gasps> I mean, okay, hold on. I can't say but it not because, because of that. Not because oh, of that. Oh. I thought I was, that's valid reasons to kind of be all like, there is no plan now. Oh, I didn't say that, but I I kept mentioning like, oh, LOL, I thought you would know that. And I kept kind of like poking at that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go out with my friend Joan. And I did. I went out with my girlfriend because I was already like getting dressed yeah. and getting I mean, ready. It is a point. It exactly. Because if it really is that important to you, then there's no need to entertain this shit. But so what if he... Not the same day of the date, but like, let's say when you were talking about hanging out. What if he had asked you, um, like, give me ideas. What would you like to do on a first date or something like that? Wow. You mean a communicative babe? Amazing. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, That would probably be ideal. But yeah, man, I'm sad. And also on my hinge, I've been seeing a whole lot of men like writing on their prompts, like, uh, like what you're looking for, whatever, and like to be a stay-at-home dad. 
things like actually my girl Louisa shout out Louisa I keep texting her screenshots of all this beta man stuff that's happening there's a resurgence of men on Twitter there was a trending thing that was like men don't know how to grill anymore grill? They, don't, they don't know how to okay. use a grill oh grill I thought you said grill and I'm like grill mm. oh no Clara no grill grill I think that there's something happening now there's this new development happening okay I have I have thoughts on here on this because you know I come from a different country we do things different where I come from and I've mentioned this with you before that I feel that here in America the perspective of relationship is that the whole weight um is on the man to provide and the whole man is just like the if for whatever reason one of the two has to stay at home you won't even question that it's going to be the woman meanwhere meanwhile where I come from I feel that we're positioned in a more advanced place when it comes Spain. to Spain. Yeah. In the region that I'm from, or at least, yeah, like, cause that's my people, right? Like I'm talking here, my people, the people around me, I don't know anyone like that in Spain. My people around me, most of them are like that couples, my cousins, friends of the family, friends of mine are like what? Like more, 50-50. This is a team and not because you're a woman or not because you're a man this relies on you. Whoever in that moment has... Go ahead, go ahead. Your Honor, may I approach the bench? <laughs> <laughs> you're so brave. I love that for you, Clara. <laughs> I know you... I, but that's the thing. I know you have another idea and you want something different from a marriage. You do like the wife... Traditional role. Uh, 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 hold on, pump the brakes here. Okay. Because I was raised in a very non-traditional. Huh. I know. I know what it looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. In the courting stage, that is so important and fundamental in any in the in the life of a relationship. Mm. If we're starting at okay, split this, split this, split this, uh, I'll leave the tip and you leave it. For me, that's not courting. That's like, uh, like a like that's like trans. That's like transactional. There's no zest. There's no courting. You know what I'm saying? The whole point isn't even about um, about being taken care of. It's the it's the feeling that one gets when someone is proving to you that they are uh, are want to do anything in their power to make you feel safe. And at why home. do they have to do it to you and not both of you to each other? I mean, you w- you would, but for me, courting. Well, I'm not going to court. I I don't court my because partners. you think men should do that. Yes, because and that's what I'm saying. Like it, this is a more traditional, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, don't but, get me wrong, Clara. By your metric, you also don't court your man. Like you, uh, yes, you, I do. Hold on, on our first date, I told him I'm paying my my half of the shit. That's not courting. That's not what I mean by courting. Court, the money part, you keep mon- like mentioning the money part, paying for that. That's one part of it. Right. Planning a nice date is also courting. For example, oh, like the guy that didn't 100%. even do that. That for me, you fall flat. And money is like the, like, like the superficial part about. Yeah, not even money. Not, not even about money, but like. You know, I would do that too. Like sometimes you planned it because obviously I'm at a stage now where we're already dating, right? So sometimes you planned it. Like to me, yeah. it comes down to whoever came up with the plan or came up with the idea of meeting that day. So if you have the initiative, then you have to plan the shit. 
And of course, if you're interested in the person, you're going to make it nice. Of you know course. what I mean? And you're going to, and it doesn't mean money. You can just, I don't know, light up a candle, whatever. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Like, I remember this. And what I like about my relationship, we're like so, like, on the same page when it comes to that. Because I remember one time I was going to his house to see him after he came from a trip. And I had something prepared. And he had something prepared. And because mm -hmm. I was trying to surprise him and he was trying to surprise me, we missed each other. <laughs> and then we had to like, like yeah, <laughs> that's a beautiful at? accident. You know what I mean? But that's like half, half. It doesn't have to be always him towards her. Yeah. I'm not going to sound like, no, I am. No, I want, I do. But, but there's I do. nothing wrong. Like it's just yeah. different perspectives to it. You know, some no, people. No, I want to be courted for sure. Yeah. My perspective on this though, if I may chime in. Please. I was mm. just going to invite you. We want to hear you. You're right. No, I'm just kidding. Canada look like? No, I want to no, know what's Canada, sick. No, Canada and U.S. are very similar with that in, that, in terms of that mindset, though, from what mm. I've seen. I want to know what sick like, things. Yeah, me personally, though, I'm like, okay, I'm like half and half, okay? At the beginning stages of a relationship, when you're first getting to know somebody, talk to somebody, I'm like you. Like, let me take care of you. you don't worry about nothing, mm -hmm. right? Like, I got you. Mm -hmm. Once we're dating or, like, let's say we've been in a relationship for a while or, like, we're married or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. All right, maybe now you start picking up some responsibilities. Maybe now you start chiming in a little bit because for, for the rest of our lives, from let's say date one and we end up getting married, we, we're together forever. Mm -hmm. If it's only me that's kind of not just, again, not just money wise, but like yeah, taking care of you, carrying mm -hmm. everything on my shoulders and you don't want to chime in or even offer at the very least. At that point, I'm like, okay, like what am right. I doing here? Right. You'll grow but, to resent her probably. That's the thing. Exactly. hundred percent. The beginning stages, it's like, cause I'm not someone who really cares about like money and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. My thing has always been, I want to take care of people. Like right. I've just been like that. Yeah, you guys are saying I'm Canadian, <laughs> but yeah. that's generally how I am. Like I just want to take care of people. Right. So if I'm with somebody, my goal is to make sure you're happy. My goal is to make sure you're taken care of. And my goal is to make sure that whatever we have going forward, if I'm interested in you is, you know, it's not just going to be me basically being for lack of a better terms mm -hmm. your servant mm -hmm. it's me being your partner and then you obviously you pick up on some things and then you start to chime in and we just grow together right but no here we go rosie the riveter here i love bucks let's go clara the riveter isn't that somewhat a very and i know you don't do that intentionally and it's like mm -hmm. we're talking extremes here because yes. no beginning of a relationship is all on one and absolutely. all on the other absolutely. right but isn't that a little bit of a how do they call it like a love bomb like at the beginning stage, let me take care of everything. So the thing to me is like when I meet somebody that I'm trying to, you know, planning on, on getting to know better to date, mm -hmm. right? I'm trying to show you what your life is going to be with me From for the rest one. of your life. Right. Okay. So uh, this whole like at the very beginning, let me take care of more things. Let me show you, you know, like... Yeah. Um, show you stuff or whatever, whatever, like take care of you yeah. more. But then eventually you have to chime in. First, that's dangerous because first of all, your timing may not be, may not be her timing. Mm. Second, you're teaching you are a certain way that later on is going to change. Okay. Right? So this can be a disappointment too because that's not what you fell for. Okay. I really need to. Okay, you guys. All right. <laughs> tap Let's in. go, Tap, tap we're double teaming, go. <laughs> so, yes, I agree with you. It's like putting up a false uh, persona basically, right? Right. I don't, can you hear me fine? Yes. I mm -hmm. don't put up a false persona. Like my personality, everything about me is who I am since I, day one. That's what, I, know, I don't think you're being fake. No, no, right, right. But you're showing saying, something that you're is You're saying about actions wise. Yeah. It's not that I expect you to be like, like, I guess an even partner by like, let's say date six or whatever it may mm -hmm. be, right? My thing, I'm just saying it's like, sometimes you have a, um, 
you have like a what's it called a charm like you, you when you go on a first date mm-hmm. right you're not going on a first date to be like oh i'm gonna do all this make her think i'm the best guy in the world you know make her feel like she found her prince charming mm-hmm. you're going on a date because you're interested in somebody mm-hmm. right obviously not all the time but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you go on a date because you're interested in somebody but you want to you know make a good first impression in a way too right yeah. I don't go in with that intention to be all like, I'm going to do all this now. And then it's like, it's not calculated. I know. Yeah, right? it's not calculated. I'm doing it because I want you to understand that like, yes, I will take care of you. And if we become serious, you don't need to worry about me being all, he's going to switch up on me. No, if I will take care of you for the rest of our lives, mm-hmm. I do not have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is like for the example you gave. If I'm working all day, for example, and we got nothing at home and she expects me to like bring the groceries home after work. I'll do it if I have to. We got to eat. Mm. But it's like, is it going to like make me Eventually, feel some type of way? It has to, yeah. yeah, so I'll feel some type of way about that. We all evolve and change, right? And it should bring, I mean, I not only like desire that kind of relationship, but we just described that like very delicate catering, uh, courting you mm-hmm. know but i also want my partner to want to do that too yeah but yeah. someone that and is interested in you will naturally do it right uh-uh. no they won't what do you mean if someone's interested in you they'll want to do that no they'll want if they're interested in you they'll want to but sometimes they're not interested in just what's it called like you as an individual right they're interested for example like if you're just interested couple. in your money or they're or interested in sex or, or, or yeah stuff like that like they're or not interested honestly in, having someone by their side some people they just don't care they don't know how to be alone they just need to be with somebody but that's also a problem though because you don't know how to be in a relationship you just yeah. want a relationship yeah Oof, I, well, we passed that we mm. graduated that trauma over here that, we left it at 25 we did we did <laughs> that, that, thankfully that part ended for me i've heard this so many times girls saying Oh, why spend my money when I can spend his? Yeah, his. That's like, very common. That's a very common thought. And to I me, it's crazy. Who is. are you? Who are you to be spending? So, like, you know, people make money through their efforts. And even if they didn't, who are you to be entitled to the money like that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. But I'm, I know I know you're not that. I, I know you're. Yeah. That's not you. You're more of the home, like, household runner. You're like... You you like this home feeling, you know, just bringing the family. I together. love being at home. You're a giver too, so you're you're. I know you'll be a great mom because you'll be like all day just giving to the children, and by giving I mean doing things and making sure everyone's taken care of. I may husband. not be a mom. I have to come to terms with that. But that's different. Though. That I don't have a problem with. Oh gosh, I do. I you, I do. You have a problem with that? No, no, not of yours, but like. Me coming to terms? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm saying like you just said I want to be a, a great mom and it's like, yeah. but I'm 29 and I'm still single. Freeze the so, egg. Oh, can you nope, freeze eggs? Uh, we've talked about this before. My mom says, no, it's not. You can't do that because in the process of freezing eggs, you're going to be killing also eggs. Oh. But I would I would freeze my eggs. All right. Brianda? Agrima- What'd you say? <laughs> Just go outside in the winter. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Anyways, how does it feel like to work on Bible stories? What's, yeah, I I think the listeners. Well, I'm Muslim first. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Bible stories and the team is one Christian, one atheist, (laughs) and one Muslim. And I love it. Diversity. I just saw when I was walking into the studio today, I saw a man like dramatically pull over on Broadway. Not Broadway. Oh, God, what's that street? Lafayette? Yes. Uh, Dramatically pull over. Hop out the car. The car's still running. 
put out his um the uh, oh, the, the prayer rug. Pra- yeah, yes, prayer rug. the prayer, prayer rug. Mat, yeah. Is it a mat? It's a prayer mat. Yeah. And then he takes his shoes off and like gets down mm-hmm. and like maybe who's running late for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that level of dedication. Ooh, yep. and I'm wearing my genitorial, not genital, my genitorial outfit. Like that for me was like a reminder. There are people out there when they do that, they don't know who's watching. When I see that, that reminds me, oh, I have duties. I have responsibilities mm-hmm. t- in order to strengthen my relationship with God. And that was such a great reminder to see to see it being done in practice, not caring who's, a wa- who's around, no microphone around. My mom, we're going to LA tomorrow for the premiere. My mom's going to, mm-hmm. she found a Seventh-day Adventist church in LA. She's never been to, doesn't know. She's never been to California, but she already made a reservation, planned it, <laughs> planned her Uber that's going to take her there and everything. That There are people up there that, their relationship with God is more important than anything in the world. And that level of dedication is something that, ooh, inspires me. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Can I say something about that? Love the Muslims. What? Thank you. Love the Christians and the atheists. And the Hindus. Love everybody. They're okay. Oh, by the the end, don't worry. (laughs) Right. Episode 80. (laughs) Episode 80. Um, But no, the thing, okay, again, I don't, first of all, I'm not like, like very well versed in Islam, so I just want to get that out of the way. Because like, mm-hmm. if I say something, I don't want it to be like, "Hey, he's wrong." I, I'm not well versed. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with like, I don't know if this is on any other religions, but they say it in Islam, like, yes, be religious, be on time for prayer, do all this stuff, but you shouldn't inconvenience other people to do that. Like mm-hmm. what you just said, he pulled over on a busy street. To me, it sounds like, yo. I don't care where y'all are going. I'm about to pull over because I gotta pray. Like, okay, yes, good, you're praying, but now you're also inconveniencing. He made it. I mean, he wasn't singing Christian music on a plane. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were, that he made it. He sure it was a little beep beep, but like he's fine. You know what I'm saying? As long as he's not like in the way and like holding traffic or like yeah, you know what I'm saying, like disrupting like, people, like someone. stuff like that. Not, not run over someone. To <laughs> <pray>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Claire, like how serious do you? I believe ran God? over someone to Girl, pray. The way you said it, it was like yeah, I, it was I, wild. It was wild. I thought he ran through something too. I th- <laughs> Maybe he like committed something a crime or something. No, he's repenting. <laughs> yes. We, we, that makes so much sense. Oh wow, the stories. Anyways, did you answer my question? I just want to know. What did you ask me? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm so sorry. I went on a tangent. I was listening back to our high last. Tangy. Oh, I high tangent. You want some here? One the, time at least. The last guest episode we had, I realized I did so much of the talking. I'm so. Ba- I love to listen, and yet I talk more than I listen. So yeah. like. That was a high tangy off me, off a question that I asked you that I then answered. Higher <laughs> like, how to, okay. Rewind. Rewind. Well, I wanted to know yes. how it's been like working for Bible stories as long as you have. What's the vibes oh, like? What's First of all, I love it. And fun story. I think I don't remember if I told you. I believe I told you this, guys. Uh, you guys were the first show I ever did for WTF. Oh, let's go. First ever show. But it was so bad, it didn't get posted. It had to be re-edited. And I'll what tell was you, bad? The show or the clip? The, well, the clip for the show. Oh, okay. and we've had bad <laughs> She's like, the show? <laughs> okay. no. We've had bad You took shows. my job, Clara. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, so basically what the story was, and I remember the dates, June 10th, 2021. Wow. Alex, uh, the owner of WTF, he hit me up saying, hey, do you still edit clips? Mm-hmm. I said, yes. He's like, okay, I got a show for you. Uh, do you want to do it? I'm like, send it over. And it happened to be Bible stories. All right, cool. I've, again, I've never done a clip besides the competition for Flagrant. I don't know exactly how to kind of format it so i'm just figuring it out as i go i told him i knew what i was doing because i don't want to miss this opportunity i said do it i figured it out it took me i think 14 hours to figure out this one minute clip Mm -hmm. right i'm like okay i think it's good i figured it out 
Send it in. Day goes by. Oh, it's not posted yet. Maybe they post it tomorrow. No, don't. It's not your fault. Don't feel bad, Bri. <laughs> I know she's feeling bad right now. <laughs> okay. Don't feel bad. Okay. I get. I, I like, one day goes by. It's not posted. I'm like, oh, maybe they just post it tomorrow. Two days goes by. Guys, where's this clip? Where's this clip? <laughs> I think that was the third day. Clip goes up. <gasps> yes, my clip is up. I get to see it. That's not my clip, guys. <gasps> I was like, oh no, what, what that's heartbreaking. What, what? I don't. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as like. I'm gonna, I, gotta, I gotta step it up. Right. 100%. Did Shifty do it? I don't know. I think either Shifty did it or Edin did it. Oh, okay. No, Edin did it because I think I lied. One of them. No, did it. it had to have been Shifty. Shifty then. One of them did it. And uh, I was just like, oh, man. Okay. And I thought that was it. I thought my chance was done. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I blew it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have one shot. Did not time. miss your chance to blow. No. <laughs> he hits me next week. Am I rapping over here? <laughs> He hit me, he hit me, Alex hit me next week. He goes, hey, ready for another clip? And I was like, no way. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know Clara thought she bombed her first appearance too? Yeah. And I, I thought she I was, great. I thought she was a darling. Yeah, I, I felt like I'd lost a friend and I fucked up her show. That's how I felt. I'm like, okay. Really? I lost, yeah, I felt like I lost a friend because I was starting to get to know Brianda at that time. So I was like, okay, forget about this friendship. It's not going to go through because now you mm. fucked it up. Forget about your career in engineering, podcasting, whatever this may be, yeah. because you totally blew it up. And God have mercy on Brianda and, <laughs> and get this show going because you totally blew the show up. Yeah. No. Yeah. And she now you're the me. glue. We're, we're yep. married now. So. We are. Oh, I love you. Wait. Yeah. Hi, Tangi. Let's go. <laughs> I have this weird fantasy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stay with me, croqueta. <laughs> So I have this fantasy, speaking of entertainment, of like being on a date, a steak dinner, okay, rare, bloody, and I want to be in front of people like dueling, like wrestling, not even wrestling, I want to see blood, like I know it sounds nutty, but like having a fight, a private fight in front of dinner. Two things. And then like, and then I want to have a, like a string quartet. Okay, I see how far this hinge yeah. guy was, I was making. Ju- that's what <laughs> no. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like. I like. You want planned. Drake to close up the whole fucking stadium? Let's just go. To take you <laughs> to fucking I do. I, I mean, prefer. I prefer it than gifts. I actually don't care about gifts. That is the gift. Uh, the fuck yeah, that is a gift. I mean, don't no, get me wrong. No, it's not because they're enjoying it too. They're in it. They're in it. Yeah, but it's like I get it. But yeah. Anyways, that was the high tangy when you said entertainment. I'm like, yeah. that would be entertainment. Two things with that. One, what guys take notes, hinge ah. guys. Two, I, you really are medieval. Like that's um, some medieval like kings and queen in a castle <laughs> watching a jousting yep. style day. That explains why she has that mindset. Totally. Yeah. If I if I could create my like ideal reality, it would be some like. I don't know, medieval. Uh, Game of uh, Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones. But, 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 but the music would be 90s soft rock. Okay. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, want, I want Stevie Nicks playing in the background. Like, I, I just, I want that, like, rugged corset. Um, <laughs> just like Bruce Springsteen, like, streets of Philadelphia, while we're on a moat, eating turkey, like, okay. You know? Why did you say corporate? Whatever you said like that. I don't know. I think I think that's a. Why did you say corset like that? 
I don't know. Oh my god. I feel good. Guys, I cry very easily when I laugh. I'm already in tears. I love it. I love it. Hey man, we're doing this for the dreamers. I'm back, baby. I'm off the mood stabilizers and I'm out for blood. Let's go. Literally, because your date, you want bloody stuff. Yeah. Also, whatever. Fine. What is my fascination with blood? I'm also on my period. Anyways. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Let's let's get to the story. Which I guess makes it even better because there's more blood. I don't know. Oh. Oh my god. I'm gonna say something, cut it off, it's crazy. Good. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, that's some flagrant shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're no longer on Bible stories with Brianda. We're on Quran stories with Sick. Oh wow. Oh shit. That was really good, and I don't like it! I don't like it when people steal the show. I don't think the listeners like that either. I don't know. I don't like it either. <laughs> Anyways, whatever, my, sick. my water beer. Goodbye, sick. <laughs> sick, goodbye. Get out of here. This will be uh, the yeah, first and last time you'll ever be on the show. No, I'm kidding. I don't think I'm ever going to back to New York. No. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyways, man. Oh, I, I forgot. Oh, Before what? Go. What? What? Beer back. Oh, boy. What is it? Are you bringing me steak? <gasps> Presents. <gasps> what? We're acting like we didn't already see these. Come <gasps> on, oh, Brie. Don't let it out. I know she just said I don't like gifts, and it's nothing major, but I'm like, you know what? I got to bring Canada with me. Oh. Um, so it's nothing, again, it's nothing big. Please don't be, like, excited that oh, much to the point where you're like, you sick, get- what did you do? You overhyped it. No, you just brought us a gift from Canada. Are you kidding me? We are excited. This is awesome. I also had to tape it because I forgot the tissue paper in Canada. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know to get any here. What is this? It's just Canadian stuff. Oh my god, I love it. It's just Canadian stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You, (laughs) she, that's funny. She got True North. That's hilarious. Why is it funny? Wait, yours says True North. Mine says says, Canada. Why is True North funny? It's our national anthem, the True North, strong and free. Oh, I didn't get that. I thought it was just on some like. It's just called the True North, like North American beef. Like, oh no, we're the real North. I mean, America's really. Oh, real. I like I like it even better now. The no. real North. No. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What else is here? <laughs> what Canadian is chocolate? Uh, that might not be Bible story appropriate. The name of that chocolate bar? Well, enough, Mister Big. <laughs> oh yeah, we love. Do we Mr. have any Big. people in Canada? Jordan. 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 Yes. Yes. Hello, go. Jordan. Hello. Which Back. camera are we in, by the way? You're this, here. Right that one. Now. Hello, Jordan. I have brought this on behalf of us. Let's go. What Mr. would you say? Senor Grande? Is that Spanish? Senor Grande. Eh, yes. Si, Senor Grande. Okay, I'm going to keep trying Wow, this is so sweet. Thank you. And what's the... This maple cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I actually this is love different these. snacks. Wait, That's they have these so here? fucking yeah, awesome. Not this brand, but I love maple cookies. Okay. I was going to bring you maple syrup, but I couldn't find maple syrup. Sick. I thought maple syrup was American. Is it something Canadian? I mean, it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> we have a maple leaf, leaf on our flag. On your flag? I don't. I mean, yeah, and on the flag, but that doesn't. Uh, it's like me asking you if like oh uh, Spanish food is Spanish. Like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I don't know what Spanish food. I'm ignorant. Okay, there's French on the candy. Uh. <laughs> Thank, thank you, guys. you so much. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you. For- we thank you, you for coming, sick. That was Bye-bye. amazing. Bye, guys. Thank All you. All right, let's get to this week's story. Give wait, give everyone your <clears throat> social. Oh, mm. uh, yes, Six Salim on Instagram. That's S I K S A. Am I here? Yeah. Right. Hi, Six Salim on Instagram. S I K S A L E E M. 
And that's kind of really it. I'm not really active on like anything else. I have it six lame everywhere, but uh, Instagram is my main thing. You can follow me there. Uh, and yeah, oh, YouTube as well. Six Visions Media. S i x Visions Media. That's just my YouTube page. So there you go. Uh, we love you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Okay, guys. Let's dive into this week's story. We are in a new book, the Book of Nahum. It is the seventh book of the 12 minor prophets of the Old Testament Bible, babes. It is attributed to prophet Nahum and was probably written in Jerusalem in the seventh century BC. Fun facts, guys. Let me get my whiteboard. (laughs) That's me wheeling the whiteboard. Not like a horror movie sound. What was that? Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was me wheeling in my like, my thing. I always feel like a teacher when I come on here. The book of Nahum focuses on two major things. The judgment toward Assyria for how they've treated the Lord's people. And also, Nahum speaks about the remnants of his people that he is going to reset, reform, and renew them. To uplift them. To give them hope for a better future. You know what I'm saying? The whole bit. You know? The whole Bible bit. It's all very repetitive. (laughs) But you gotta read it. It's part of the practice. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, let me get into scripture because it sums it up way better than I ever can. We are going to go to Nahum chapter two. We're bouncing around today, verses one to two. The scatterer has come up against you. Man the ramparts. Watch the road. Dress for battle. Collect all your strength. For the Lord is restoring the majesty of Jacob as the majesty of Israel. For plunderers have plundered them and ruined their branches. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that, that, so th- that sums up what the premise of this very short book is. It's just three chapters. He's basically using Nahum to speak to enemies of God about what he's capable of. You know, he's, he's, um, Nahum is speaking to Assyria saying, oh yeah, the Lord is all about steadfast love, but he's not a pushover and he means what he says every time and he will be clear and descriptive. Uh, anyways, (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, no, this chapter was a little, this chapter is not for the faint of heart. It's very, um, how do you say, it reminds me of anytime you've heard Clara Aww. say something like, but why? I don't like that he does that. <laughs> I don't like that he does. I don't like that he said that. <laughs> what happened to the God? Of, th- this is that book. I feel like every verse Clara would be like, ah. <laughs> okay. But the ones that get it, get it. You know what I mean? Anyways, more specifically, Nahum is addressing Nineveh the capital city of Assyria. And we all know from the book of Kings, from the book of Chronicles, from all these other prophetic books that Assyria, they the big bad wolves, the villains of the entire holy kingdom, right? They've attacked 46 cities and counting. They've slaughtered families. They tore up the Northern kingdom of Israel. We already, and that was, was long and drawn out. Imagine that suffering. They even held the Northern kingdom of Israel. Once they slaughtered them, they held them captive, enslaved them, you know? And at this point in the book, they're plotting to now take over Jerusalem, which we already got a little hint of in Kings. Remember second Kings? But we read the book 
per the laws of hermeneutics. So we bounce around. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing here at Bible Stories if you're new here, okay? <laughs> I just want to make sure we're on the same page. If not, check out this episode or this episode. I also break it down on this episode. <laughs> Thank you. So anywho, Nahum is telling the people in Assyria, specifically Nineveh, <gasps> hi, Tangi. Well, do you guys, okay, brownie points, if you guys remember when the last time I mentioned Nineveh is. Anyone? Anyone? Nineveh? The book of Jonah and the big aquatic creature that shall not be named. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyways, the, remember when the Lord told, <laughs> instructed Jonah to go to Nineveh and he was like, no, don't send me there. Please, anything but that. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah, this yeah, is Nineveh. Yeah. It's the capital city of Assyria. Mm. So that's where Nahum goes to talk to them about who God is, because they have no idea. That's one thing about wicked people and evil, true evil. They don't know God. Of course they don't believe him. They don't believe in him. They don't trust him. They don't know him. So this is Nahum's position. I'm going to let you know who he is. Mm. Bet. Let's go into some scripture. So he's going to evangelize, basically. Uh, I would, mm, uh, uh. With evangelizing, I would probably like you know mix the medicine in with something a little sweet. He's basically like saying, mm. like, could you imagine God being like the head honcho of like a huge mafia? <laughs> Nahum is one of his minion men, being like, <laughs> I've seen him do stuff. <laughs> I've seen him cut a man's finger off and staple it to his ankles. <laughs> you don't want to mess with him. Okay. Get it? Okay. If you want to call that evangelizing. <laughs> he does talk about his steadfast love. So there's that. You know what I mean? Oh, my mom just texted me. I love her. Let's see what she said. Let's not see what she said. <laughs> Shouldn't open that while I was doing this, huh? <laughs> that did a number Don't on my confidence. She was like, <laughs> Let's hop into some scripture. We're going to go to Nahum chapter 1 this time, verses 1 to 3. An oracle concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum of Elkosh. The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. His way is in whirlwind and storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Oh, beautiful. Hi, Tangi, not hi, Tangi, uh, in preparation for this episode. There's this podcast that I always mention. I cannot wait to talk to the host, uh, The Bible Recap, with Tara Lee Cobble. Love you. Shout out, girl. She made a really great uh, correlation between that verse and a verse in Exodus. Um, you guys know, if you haven't seen Exodus here, uh, Moses prophesies something that the Lord reveals to him, and it's almost the same thing as this verse only that Nahum reverses it. So in Exodus, 
the Lord, actually, I'll, I'll pick it up right now because I really want you guys to, to hear it. What we just read was, the Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance, you know, you know the whole bit. And then he says, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. His way is in whirlwind and storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Now in Exodus, let's hear what Moses says, because he kind of like remixes it. You know how um, some people sample other like people's songs? He kind of sampled Moses here a bit. <laughs> Chapter 34, verses 6 to 7 of Exodus. Uh, and Moses writes, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So what Tara Lee Cobble at the Bible Recap um, uh, discovered, or revealed to me at least, was that they said the same thing in reverse order. So Moses put the beautiful, the stuff like Stephasa first and then ended with, but wait, he's also a man who will, is a man of justice. Man, oh, blaspheme, is a God of justice. Whereas Nahum started with the, oh, started with the God is wrathful, baby. He's raging. He is throwing that umbrella in the trash in Brooklyn while it's still raining. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anywho, I thought that was really cool. Uh, that was a really cool correlation between how these prophets, even centuries apart, mm -hmm. are still pulling from their wisdom and and uh, revealing who the Lord is. And and could you imagine explaining God to his enemies? You would have to be so crystal clear. You cannot mince your words. You cannot go on high tangies when you're talking to enemies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's different. Now, like I said before, the book of Nahum is not for the faint of heart because the messages that he was relaying by way of Yahweh were on some big baller, take no prisoners, this is Sparta type-ish, all right? <laughs> Let's get into some scripture. Okay, guys, I'm about to get into some scripture. Warning, it is a little bit long, so grab your snacks. Close your eyes, get comfortable, because it's about to be Bible Brianda ASMR Bible reading. Okay? Open up the books. Chapter 2, verses 6 to 13. Enjoy. <laughs> Clara, Clara, dim the lights. Thank you. The river gates are opened. The palace melts away. Its mistresses are stripped. She's carried off, her slave girls lamenting, moaning like doves and beating their breasts. Nineveh is like a pool whose waters run away. Halt, halt, they cry, but no one turns back. Plunder the silver, plunder the gold. There is no end of the treasure or of the wealth of all precious things. Desolate, desolation and ruin. Hearts melt and knees tremble. Anguish is in all loins. All faces grow pale. 
Where is the lion's den, the feeding place of the young lions, where the lion and lioness went, where his cubs were, with none to disturb? The lion tore enough for his cubs and strangled prey for his lioness. He filled his caves with prey and his dens with torn flesh. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall no longer be heard. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will burn your chariots in smoke. Ha! <laughs> wow. He had to repeat that, guys. He had to repeat that last line. In high tangy, not high tangy, this is in reference to Nahum talking to Assyria about what's about to happen to them. So, oh, so yeah, it hasn't happened yet but it's about to, and in recorded history, it actually does happen. Mm. They end up burning in flames. Um, again, Bible recap, she mentioned that the Babylonian Chronicles is like the Bible for Babylonian history. It rec it's recorded that in Nineveh, there was a huge fire, the same way Nahum prophesied hundreds of years before. Eerie stuff. This is, a, this is eerie stuff, guys. And when uh, in verse... Um, I really want to get to Why this. Why do those things not happen anymore, though? I think they do. I think they're happening. Like what? Like what major thing has happened that was so Palestine well and predicted uh, the, in, in detail like that? The war in I mean Israel. Uh, what's happening out? What what's happening out in the Middle East? That's literally been predicted in but the like text. With detail, detail. Or it can be something generic. I mean, you know how they we also have iPhones and stuff. Like, it's not going to be like, well, how much detail are we really looking for? Oh, but like, so for example, when you said uh, there was one of these prophecies that was prophesying when Jesus came, right? Mm -hmm. And the person was even talking about the name of the town or like very little de like details that you can. It's not a general thing, you know, it's not a generic mm -hmm. thing. Like when you read your yeah. horoscope that is so generic everyone can relate to it somehow is palestine detailed like this that it couldn't be something generic sometimes because in terms of names though they were named different things but the regions are the same mm -hmm. uh but i also want to for the sake of i know you mm -hmm. as a as a person and i know that you are an unbeliever i will say that nahum in particular is speaking to enemies of God that were the Assyrians, right? Mm -hmm. He also uses very vague language. Right. And he does that intentionally so. Mm -hmm. And a lot of different prophets do too, so that their points made are applicable in any stage in life, whether it be 1999, 2006, mm -hmm. 2022, 2050. It'll mm -hmm. always kind of hit. That's what makes the Bible so timeless. Right. Uh, and I think that the more we evolve, that's not going to change, but certain aspects may be a little far removed because of these like postmodern advancements that we're making, you know, but still fundamentally, it still rings true. That's why there's so many 
believers. There's so many believers out there. Yeah. And it's also kind of different. The language that a prophet gives to non-believers is much different than him giving, uh, than let's just say, uh, Elijah speaking to his people or a mm-hmm. prophet Elisha speaking to his people. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different language. That's what, that's what comes with wisdom in being a prophet, you know, that's why these prophet books are so cool because they're, uh, uh addressing very specific cohorts, like mm-hmm. people, and yet they're applicable for life for, for in any, any facet. It's so neat. And it's funny that you asked me that question in this particular book where he's actually speaking the most vaguely And that correlation with the Babylonian Chronicles that I mentioned was something that I heard from like my teacher, my guide, um, the Bible recap. And I, anytime I see that there's, uh, like biblical information can be like corroborated with something else. I'm like, huh, not that I needed it, but it makes it, it makes me feel good. I remember when I was first starting out, that was the stuff that kept me reading when I was an atheist, learning more about history in that way. That's the coolest part. It's really a history book. Mm. It's a history book. It's a legal book. It's a poetry book. It's a library. There's a part here that I really want to break down because it's, it's it makes me chuckle. It makes me laugh because have you think the, the Assyrians were the bad guys, right? Like I wish we could just like laundry list all 46 nations that they like tore up, right? And now all of a sudden it's happening to them. Like their people, their leaders and like their their presidents, whatever you want to call them. Like they are they're not leaders. They're like asleep at the wheel. They're not leading anything. Their economy is has plummeted. Their main water source overflowed their banks. So the peop, their own people are fleeing, right? And guess what? Their neighboring nations that they once pillaged, that they once captured, that they once enslaved, that they once tore up, are now watching them scramble and they're celebrating. They're enjoying every single second of it. And in the text, like that's what Nahum is referencing, like here, let me read it again. So it really lands now that you kind of know a little bit more. Uh, Where is the lion's den? The feeding place of the young lions, where the lion and the lioness went, where his cubs were, with none to disturb. The lion tore enough of his cubs and strangled prey for his lionesses. He filled his caves with prey and his dens with torn flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that's that that's like could you imagine could you imagine seeing your bully? I mean, I'm a Christian girl now. I'm saved. <laughs> I'm saved now. But could you imagine seeing your bully <laughs> getting bullied? <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm not perfect, so I can say this, but that would be me. <laughs> I'd be like, get him, get him, but don't go too hard. Don't, don't do like, I've felt that pain. I've been bullied. Now, in terms of time frame, the book of Nahum happens somewhere around like 612 BC, right? And after he broke this, oh, I said broke. Hold on. Um, Now, in terms of time frame, the book of Nahum happens somewhere around 612 BC. And after he wrote this book, Assyria ended up falling just like he prophesied. 
The river that went through Nineveh overflowed and destroyed the nation enough that the Babylonians swooped in and tore them up. It's in history, like we said before. Let's get into some scripture so that we can really, really, truly see what Nahum communicated to the Assyrians about this takeover, about their demise, about their destruction. Scripture, Nahum 3, 15 to 16. There will be the fire devour you. The sword will cut you off. It will devour you like the locust. Multiply yourselves like the locust. Multiply like the grasshopper. You increased your merchants more than the stars of the heavens. The locusts spreads its wings and flies away. And boy, did they fly away. Boy, did they fly. I got to be honest with you. When I hear prophets talk spicy, it does something to me. It does something. Only, only here could I read this and be like, I'm both scared and that's my God. You feel me? Like... That is my God, my protector, my redeemer, my savior. <laughs> Bye. Oh, moral of the story, not you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> moral of the story is God is in the business of justice. Think of the best judicial system imaginable, then multiply it by infinity. Exodus 34 verses 6 to 7 reads, The Lord, a God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. No act of injustice, cruelty, oppression will go unpunished in God's court of law. It may not be rectified the way you want it to be rectified. You may want to be witness to that grand old judgment. You may want to see bloodshed, but it may not happen during your lifetime. The practice of believing in God and knowing God gives us all the resolve we'll ever need. Growing a real and honest relationship with our Father requires insights drawn from tough books like Nahum, because it reminds us that God means business. He's our lawyer, our righteous defender. And he will handle anything and anyone that threatens his people. He's already doing it. <gasps> Ooh. Hey, Father. How'd I do? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so happy you're our God. Yeah. Oh, the Canadian dude? I don't know, man. What's up with that? So nice. A little too nice, wouldn't you say? A little suspicious. But I do like the hat. Oh, Canada, our great and awesome. My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. <laughs> Gospel. 